Oh, hey there. Ah. It's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, right? It's hump day. So return that page. Cowboys are behind us. You know what I'm saying? St stick a fork in them. It's over for them. Uh, but now we move on to the Green Bay Packers. How do 49ers match up to the Green Bay Packers with them uh, from a DVOA standpoint? I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that is, but I think, you know, it means a lot. So we're going to get into all that and more. It's San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go. Talk TV podcast. Welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I am your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And on today's episode, man, we are getting to everything pertaining to the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. No guest just yet. Uh, we will have a guest on tomorrow to really discuss more about the Packers and where they stand right now. Today is all about trying to figure out how the 49ers match up against them. All right. Uh, before we get started, make sure if you haven't already, go ahead, listen to Locked On 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock. Listen to Locked On NFL Draft with myself and Ryan Tracy. All right. Uh, coming at you five days a week on both platforms. You can find this right down in the bottom in the description below. It's not too early for draft talk. Well, not if you're a 49er fan. It, it might be a little too early. All right, you got at least one more week before we get into the draft, at least. And uh, I'm kind of confident that, you know, with the 49ers and where they're at and how they match up with Green Bay. So hopefully this isn't the end of the road for the 49ers. We're going to get into all of that and try to figure out how we feel about this game. They got that boogeyman on the other side, Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't really been the boogeyman to the 49ers. All right, but we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about more. I appreciate everybody who's already in here coming in. Uh, there go the flames. All right, we got the flames coming in. Y'all know what it is, man. Mental health check. Five flames if you're feeling great. If you're not, you know, anything less than five flames, holla at me. You already know what to do. DM me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. Uh, DM me on Instagram uh, at Croctime underscore you. And you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, DM me, man. I'll shoot you my number. If you're not feeling good, there's something on your mind you want to talk about, man, holla at me. Holla at me. My dog, K-Dot. Great Locked On episode today. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? We had Winky Wednesday. Winky Wednesday, myself, Brian Peacock, Nicholas Winkler. All right, he comes live every Wednesday. So shout out to everybody that listened to that. Y'all know what it is, man. 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers. And obviously after I get through my spiel, I'll bring you guys on live. The link will be in the chat. So if you're over on Twitter, go ahead leave Twitter alone. Come over on YouTube. Just type in Eric Crocker. It should pop right up. And we're live right now. You want to join the conversation? You want to get on live? You want people to see your pretty face this morning? Or you want to hide it? Whatever. But you want to come on live? Come over to Twitter. All right. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. All right. Here we go. So did I get a DM from you? Uh, you got to leave me on red. Did I leave you on red? Maybe it was. I don't know. I'm going to get to that today, though. There have been a few of y'all that DM me. And I, I know I've. I'm pretty good at getting back to people. All right, I gave a couple people my number yesterday. <laughs> Best advice, leave Twitter alone. Twitter can be a little, little weird. That's for sure. That's for sure. Here we go, Croc. Uh, number 12 ain't the boogeyman. We are a super fan for our San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers, he's not the boogeyman in a sense of like Russell Wilson, kind of what Russell Wilson is to the 49ers. But you just know what type of talent he has. And at any moment, you know, it can kick in. And we saw that week three. Now, I think most people would tell you that the 49ers are not the same team that they were week three. And we definitely want to get into that. So let me go into my bookmarks on Twitter because I have a lot of really good. I follow some good people on Twitter, some good 49er people that have some really good notes pertaining to this matchup. All right. And it starts with our guy, Akash. All right. If you guys aren't following Akash, follow him on Twitter at Akash, A-N-A-V. I don't even know how to uh, pronounce it. Anav. All right. But uh, DVOA. Again, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what DVOA means, but I know it, it takes into account a lot of different things, and then it spits out this number, and then that's how well you're playing. All right, so 49ers defensive DVOA trends. All right, and again, this is Akash's tweets. Weeks one through nine, their pass defense was 24th. All right, again, weeks one through nine, pass defense 24th. Weeks 10 through 17, pass defense 10th. That's a huge jump. That's a huge jump. Top 10 in pass defense according to DVOA, uh, weeks 10 through 17, or really 18. I don't know if he has 18 on here. Maybe this was before week 18. Uh, weeks 1 through 9 against the run, fifth in DVOA. So, okay, yeah, okay, 49 is good against the run. Weeks 10 through 17, first. I'm pretty sure that continued through week 18 and probably through the wild card round, first in rush defense, according to DVOA. 49 are really good and really stout against the run. And we're going to get to some of these things because I want to talk about this as it pertains to Green Bay Packers and this weather. All right. Uh, there are another couple things. Uh, DVOA ranked defense for the 49ers. Just defense overall. Fourth in the entire league. Fourth in the entire league. The offense, fifth. Now, when you look at the Packers, where are the Packers? All right. Their defensive DVOA ranks, uh, as, as it pertains to the NFC, 25th overall. 25th overall. Uh, offensive rank by DV, DVOA, 49ers fifth. It's pretty high. Packers second. So obviously we know what kind of offense the Packers have. You know, but who's the most complete team in the NFC? I think if you look at the playoff teams that are remaining, I think it's the 49ers. And who would have thought that when the 49ers are sitting at two and four and three and five? All right, here we go. Here's some more DVOA rankings. All right, and we'll see if you guys have put any super chats. I got my. Laptop on a different screen. My guy, Danny G. All right, Danny G on Twitter, at Danny G underscore 49. He says, 49 versus Packer, Packers matchups by DVO rankings. Uh, San Francisco, fifth. Green Bay, ninth. And that's overall. All right. Uh, against pass defense, 49 fifth. Green Bay, 16th. Uh, San Francisco run offense, seventh. Green Bay Packers, 28th. Huh. Oh, that's their run defense. Excuse me. San Francisco pass defense, 10th. Green Bay Packers, DVOA, pass offense, third. San Francisco run defense, DVOA, second. Green Bay offense, eighth. Special teams, wow. 49ers, 27th. Green Bay, 32nd. So if you look at it, <laughs> if you look at it from a DVOA standpoint, the the only advantage the Packers have, according to DVOA, is their pass offense against the 49ers pass defense. And even then, the 49ers pass defense isn't bad. They're 10th. That's the only advantage 
that they have, which, you know, look who they have. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they throw to him a ton. They threw to him 18 times in the first matchup. Here we go. One last uh, thing I want to kind of get to is pertaining to this matchup. And again, this is Akash. He's been on it throughout this entire week. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. To give an idea of how much different this 49ers team is from week three to now, in week three, Elijah Mitchell did not play. Debo Samuel had zero rushing yards. Arden Key rushed three times. Now he's a big pivotal part of 49ers uh, defense in general. Lenore and Josh Norman played corner. They haven't seen the field in the last few weeks. And Lenore has been a while. Jawan Jennings did not play a snap. And all, we all know that Jawan Jennings, he's been a really big pivotal part of the 49ers uh, passing offense. Uh, I want to say pivotal, but Jawan Jennings, we haven't talked a whole lot about him, but he has some big-time catches. Big-time catches on third down. Big-time catches on third down, Jawan Jennings. He had about, what, three catches on third down uh, that resulted in the first down against the, against the uh, Cowboys? I feel like each one was super needed. My, uh, I had a, I had a text from my coach this morning, right? He texted me at like 1 a.m. my time. I was asleep. So he, he gives me some numbers on, not even just numbers, but he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And he just tweets this. This is at 1.17 a.m. Coach Rob, he's in the, he's in the chat a lot of times. It says two full seasons, playoffs, two Super Bowls, question mark, right? And he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's, uh, no, just his overall stats, right? Just entire his entire career, the two seasons that he's played the entire year, and I know he missed a couple games this year, but for the most part, he played the whole year, right? Playoff team, playoff team, both times, and both times they won playoff games. And I'll say this, I'll say this, and and when people QB wins and all that, and, and as it pertains to Jimmy Garoppolo. Big Jimmy's biggest contribution to when it's not, I don't want to come off as a Jimmy hater. It's not like flashy or anything like that. And that's fine. The, the name of the game is to win. I think his, his best trait, aside from you know, the late heroics and clutchness that he typically has, it's those passes to Jennings on third downs. <laughs> I think he does a good job with that. So if you have a good run game, which the 49ers do, one of the better run teams in the NFL. And you couple that with a quarterback that can just make some throws on third down. And Kyle Shanahan, the way he constructs his offense, stuff like that, you will win games. You'll win games. That was not the case with Nick Mullins. That was not the case with C.J. Beathard. That was not the case with Brian Hoyer, right? They could not convert when it mattered most. And I say Jimmy Garoppolo more times than not, he does a really good job of being good in those type of little moments to keep the chains moving. You know, everybody talks about Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017. And they're like, Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017, he was so good. He's not the same. Like, no, he is the same motherfucking quarterback. <laughs> he's the same. If you look at what was good with him, we're talking about, if you just look at just stats, right? Just stats. In five games, he had six, in five starts, he had five starts, he had six touchdown passes and five interceptions. That touchdown to interception ratio is not great, right? So when people look back on that, they're like, oh, he was so amazing. Uh, he he where he was amazing. If you look at like dig deeper into a lot of the numbers, he ranked at the top of the NFL in 
uh, like third down conversion rate, uh, just the offensive yards per drive, uh, you know, he was winning in those things. And and those were big. They were really helping contribute to, to wins. I don't think he was line, lighting it up from like an ability standpoint. I think people, when they view Jimmy's uh, ability, they think, oh, 2017, he was so much different. He was not. I see somebody in the chat said, hell no, he was fearless in 2017. He's fearless now. <laughs> Jimmy is fearless now. He was fearless then, he's fearless now. You know, he, he you know, Jimmy is, Jimmy is Jimmy. Jimmy is Jimmy. And what he does well is kind of hard to quantify for other people. And that's why I'm always saying, hey, man, Jimmy Garoppolo, he'd be a good fit for this team. Or he'd be a good fit. And the fans always push back because when you watch it, it's not sexy. But he does these little things that really help contribute to wins. And I think throwing passes to Juwan Jennings, on third down and moving the sticks and keeping the drive going, I think he excels at that. And that's what makes him one of the better starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I know that's hard for people to kind of imagine. He does some weird stuff. I ain't letting him off the hook for that. But he's going to he's gonna keep you in games because of his ability to kind of keep the chains moving. And that's been consistent throughout his entire time with the 49ers. When he wasn't good on third downs, early in this year, right? Early in this year, that was the shocker to me. I'm like, what the heck? This is not the Jimmy I know. I know what Jimmy is and what he isn't. I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's great, right? I know what he is. But when he was coming out and not keeping drives going, three straight three and outs to start the Eagles game and all those, having weird moments, and he's still kind of having those lows in second halves of the game, like, to me, that's that's not Jimmy. That's – I don't know who that, <laughs> that is. Crocker, did you mention that the Green Bay special team is the worst in the NFL? Yeah. So I just I just saw that DVOA number 49ers 27. Then we talk about how poor the 49ers special teams is. The Green Bay Packers are 32nd. 32nd. That's not good. I gotta go. We're gonna have somebody on the from the Packers on tomorrow. I promise. We're gonna talk about that. Clearly, it hasn't been uh an issue for them. They were the number one team in the NFC. So they're still winning games. So all right, uh, worst special teams unit. Is it is special teams a little overrated then? If you are a team that's able to be the number one team in the in the in the NFC, number one seed, number one, but you're worse than special teams. Do we put a little too much uh, emphasis on special teams as it pertains or results in wins and losses? Maybe we. Pay a little too much attention to it. Because I hear everybody, they're ripping the 49ers. Maybe it's like this. I've been kind of talking about the 49ers and the secondary, right, throughout this year. And everybody tells me how bad the 49ers secondary is and yada, yada, yada. And my thing was, if the 49ers lose a game, it won't be because of the secondary, right? And what I meant by that was, yeah, a team might get theirs here and there, and that's bound to happen, but when you, you know, use those stats and everything and put that out across the league, the 49ers are actually better than a lot of teams. And I know everybody focus on the specific moment, right? But, like, nah, they are. Their pass defense typically won't be the reason the 49ers lose a game. They've done a good job of hiding guys and keeping the 49ers in games and kind of limited scoring and all that type of stuff, right? So is that the same for special teams? Well, we focus on a play – here and there, 
Where it's like, oh man, look at this fumble. Special teams unit so trash, we can't win with it. Right? Oh man, our punt returner, our kick returner, our kick returner ran the ball to the 22 yard line instead of 25. But maybe are we putting a little bit too much on special teams and how that results in wins slash losses? I don't know. What's my guy talking about? Here we go. The Trey Lance stuff. What's the Trey Lance stuff, Jedi? What are we talking about? Okay, he says uh, over overthrow wide open receivers, and I believe he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, and obviously we saw that. I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo, while he will overthrow a guy here and there, I, I do think there's a lot of things that he does well throughout games to contribute to wins. And and, and again, it it's all goes into the roller coaster of who Jimmy Garoppolo is and why everybody's so split on him. Why I can have my coach text me and say, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, in the two years he started for, and I won a lot of games, playoffs both times, and then when he's played a full year, at the same time, I can look at the game and anybody with eyes can look at the games and say, this motherfucker's a liability. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very clear. I hear what you're saying, coach. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I would love to hear, you know, your perspective. If somebody, anybody, if you are a, I don't want to say a, a Jimmy Garoppolo stand, because I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo for who he is. So I don't want it to come off as if I don't like him. But I would love to hear somebody that does not believe that he's a liability. Because I do believe he is somewhat of a liability. In the grand scheme of how this team is built, how much talent they have, and what he's capable of doing to kind of do some weird stuff. I think he's, I think he's, 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 you kind of got to limit some things, right? <laughs> Ian Sharp. Jimmy likes to keep the fans in suspense. He does a good job of doing that. <laughs> he does a great job of keeping the suspense up. Maybe it's good for ratings. I don't want to call people Jimmy stands because I don't like how it's like you're a stand for somebody. First of all, I don't even know what the hell stand means. I, I mean, I know like how people use it, but what exactly does that mean? Like, is that is that like a, a definition of a stand? So, yeah, I, I don't know. But anyways, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy apologies, Jimmy stands. <laughs> I, I would like to have somebody come on and just talk to me a little bit about it. Maybe I'm missing something just a little bit. Somebody said he's an LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. Here we go. I'm going to put this out here now. Where is that at? Uh, Grant said Jimmy is both an arsonist and a firefighter. Wow. That is... Is this where it came We're going to get to that. Hold on. I, that's the best way to to put it. Jimmy starts the fire and he puts the fire out. He's a good firefighter though, right? Can we all agree that he's a good firefighter? Just good enough. Stan, so Stan, <laughs> so Stan is from the Eminem song back in the, back in the day. Hey, mister, I'm too good to read and write my fans. This would be the last time I ever, y'all know what I'm talking about. Wow. I, is that where Stan really came from? If so, like, man, I'm so out of the loop on that. I remember that song, though. He, like, had his uh, wife and kids in the trunk and all that type of stuff. Eminem was pretty creative with that. 
Wow, stalker fan. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Coming on, I got my guy Jedi. Jedi, talk to me about Jimmy G. Okay, so let me give Jimmy his credit because I don't want to come on here and just bash the guy. Jimmy G, if he could play a consistent game, not a half, a game, a lot of his issues wouldn't be issues anymore. If he'd been playing consistent games instead of halves for the majority of his 49ers stint, there will be no Trey Lance. There would be no talks of another quarterback. There would have been no trade to the top three because he would have been a consistent quarterback. I think the problem I have with Jimmy is the second half of the Dallas game. Now, it's reports saying that, you know, he hurt his shoulder. Well, why? Oh, someone's got to say something because if his accuracy is going to be thrown off to a point where, you know, he's going to lean to this excuse because that's what it is. It's an excuse. My shoulder hurts. Someone has to be the adult and say, okay, you're a liability now, sir. You have to come out. Let's put the kid in. You can't continue playing a guy who continues to get banged up. And I'm to the point when I'm arguing with these Jimmy stands about where do you get to a point when you say the injuries have piled up, he is now a liability. Like, he's not fighting through it anymore. He's a liability. Like, and I think that's where we are with this Packers game. You know, went from I think he's fighting through it, right? Because he's he's playing, so of course like he he's is fighting, fighting through, through it. it. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every athlete's gonna fight through it. But who's gonna be the guy who say, "Okay, I see you're trying to fight through this. Thumbs up to that." But you're also a liability because some of your velocity now has been taken off. It's already you're already not the greatest with velocity, but now the, the velocity you do have is being taken down, and your accuracy is always all is pretty much affected. So. I don't want to go into Green Bay, just wind chill, cold weather, and we need a throw to be accurate because this game to me is going to come down to not a bunch of throws, one or two elite throws that can win us this game. Can Jimmy Garoppolo make two to three elite throws to win us this game? And I don't know if it's, he got a thumb and a show. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to be, I'm just being realistic. You, you know you were supposed to come on and be a Jimmy Stan, right? Okay, I'm a Jimmy Stan. Yeah, okay. Let me go back to Jimmy Stan. I feel like <laughs> you're like, well, give like it to Jimmy me from is, their eyes, from their from their perspective. From their perspective, I feel like they feel like Jimmy takes a lot of heat, even though he wins. And he hangs on, and, and a lot of them who I've debated with, they will hang on to the winning record. And I it's not a lot you can say about a quarterback who wins. Like when you look at their bottom line and you see the wins compared to the losses, but it's almost like when I try to have that nuanced conversation, I'm like, there are a lot of different things that go into a win. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the quarterback, but it's, you know, I'm not necessarily saying it isn't either. So, you know, I look at different stats other than win and losses, but I get why they, the Jimmy stands are on Jimmy the way they are, because at the end of the day, the bottom line record to them is wins and losses. How many wins do you have? How many losses do you have? And that's what they're going. They're going to die by that stat. They're going to live and die by that stat. Like we win with this guy. We don't lose with this guy. I just want those stands to reach for the stars a little bit. You know, just, just, just put your hand up and reach for the stars just a little bit. But if they are comfortable in the house with a win-loss record, I can't bring them out the house and want them to see the, the the beautiful sky that might be above them. If they 
stuck in the house. They want to be stuck in the house, and that's how I see it. Croc, what about you? Uh, I, I'll give. I'm, I'm gonna give my opinion a little more, but I'm gonna get to the next caller first. All right. All right, brother. Take care. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Coming on, we got Papa Dragon. All right, Papa Dragon. Talk to me. Are, are you? Hey, what's up? I, I don't even like saying this because it, it comes off like in a bad way. And for for me, I really try to stay neutral throughout everything. But are you a Jimmy Stan? No, I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. Okay. So talk to me about why 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 is there so much like just division between the 49ers fan base on Jimmy Garoppolo and and if 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 you if you don't like you're a hater, but if you do like him, you're a stan. Mm -hmm. What are people seeing and why are they so divided on this? Um, I think the main thing is is that the 49ers have created a paradigm in their organization that Jimmy G is a winner. So conversely, when he loses, then it's his fault. Or if he's injured, he's not there. They're not winning. So by creating this, this false paradigm, is the, it's almost like a, a, a version of entitlement. Okay? Um, <clears throat> he came from the, the Patriots as an understudy of, of Tom Brady. So naturally, the word got out that he was going to replace Tom Brady, at least Bill Belichick wanted him to replace Tom Brady. So a lot of that stuff fueled the whole winner thing because we all know that Tom Brady is the ultimate winner. Okay. So what happens is that these people are lockstep with Jimmy, no matter what happens with Jimmy, because they say he wins more than he loses. So they've created a paradigm. But the biggest factor of Jimmy G right now is that it doesn't matter what we think as fans. That's the situation. We know that we know overall that Jimmy G is likely to make a, a have a brain fart at least one or two per game, right? So because of that, as fans, we see that. We see that sometimes I'll call an interception before he throws it. I'm dead. So you can ask my wife. I'll be like, he's gonna throw an interception right here in the end zone, and he'll do it. And she goes, how did you know that? Because you can look at his eyes and his head. And he commits to a situation too quickly. So he's liable to make bad decisions. Like, for example, you know, I know this is in some ways this is an unfair comparison. But guess what? If I'm playing Jimmy G, I'm going to say to myself, he's going to make a mistake. He's going to give us a chance. He's going to give us an opportunity. I can't say that about Aaron Rodgers. You see what I'm saying? I, I can't say that about Tom Brady or, or Pat Mahomes. I can't say that. And more importantly, maybe Pat Mahomes gives you opportunity, but Pat Mahomes is also liable to throw up four or five touchdowns. So, like, when I watch Jimmy G play, I say to myself, you know, I always give Jimmy G at maximum two touchdowns, <laughs> right? And I'm a right. big Steve Young fan. So it's that paradigm. But the biggest thing about us as fans is that we always look at the simplicities of the game. We don't look at the overall psychology of the game and the psychology of the game is, is that that locker room belongs to Jimmy G. Okay. The, the locker room loves him. He's got some, that's going to be tracked in that locker room. A few of them. I believe Brandon Ayuk is one. Um, at least that's what I heard. But the reality is even Brandon has his back. Okay. Right. So no matter what happens outside of that locker room, that locker room's got him. It doesn't matter what we think. If they believe in him and belief in a quarterback, 
from a NFL football team is paramount. They have not lost the belief that Jimmy G got them to a Super Bowl and can get them back. So from fans, like I said, we can be as mad as we want. We can want to bench him as much as we want. We can sit there and say, hey, if Trey Lance started from the very beginning, we would probably be pretty close to where we are now. A lot of those things are possibly true. But the reality is, is that we know what we got with Jimmy. He's the devil you know, right? So as a, as a coach, you don't think Shanahan sits there and says, okay, well, Jimmy's going to probably uh, lose the ball at least once this game. How do we compensate for that? By yeah. taking the ball out of his hands. <laughs> That's how you compensate for that, right? But even when you take the ball out of his hands, he can make a simple mistake by not but by snapping the ball too soon before his offensive line is set. And, it, like, we are the most – uh, movable parts offense in the league. We always put people in motion. And then he picks that one time to have that brain fart. But again, make no mistake about it. And I agree with uh, Grant Cohn's dad, Lowell Cohn. He said they should have got rid of Jimmy G in the offseason because he understood the dynamics of the locker room. Once they're behind somebody, the loyalty is like 110%. Jimmy would have to throw three or four interceptions per game be the undisputed reason why the team loses for to lose that locker room. And that's usually not the case because the Niners do make quite a bit of mistakes. Right. And again, the paradigm of the 49ers locker room is not coach-based, it's player-based. So again, Kyle Shanahan isn't the, isn't the Caesar of that locker room. He's the brain of the locker room, but he likes that locker room take on his own personality. So the personality of that locker room is we believe we can win any game. We believe we can go to the Super Bowl. We can believe that this is a revenge tour 2.0 or 3.0. That's what we believe. And Jimmy G is the guy to get us there. So it's the psychology of the locker room that is what's real. The fans, we're just being fans. We yeah. all know he's going to throw an interception. We all know he's going to fumble. We all know he's going to make a stupid pass. We all know he's going to miss someone wide open. We know these things. We understand that as football people, you and I, you and I understand who Jimmy G is. We're football right. people. I've played the game, but I've been in that locker room too. What I've actually, as probably one of the more cerebral people in the locker room, I'll look at a quarterback and be like, mm, this dude, don't, he, he's not it. But everyone else loves him, <laughs> right? But I'm like, I don't think this dude is it, right? He's a notch below, but he is the unquestioned leader of the locker room. And that's what your situation is. And that's what you've seen over the course of this season. You've seen literally uh, the power of the locker room and the dynamic that Shanahan has created in a modern day NFL locker room where the coach yeah. isn't necessarily a leader. It's the locker room and that vibe that's the leader. And in today's world, you're talking about, the dynamic that you, know, you talked on your show once, which I commend you for. And you said, you got to talk to to people differently these days than you did 20, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, six years ago. You just can't be rah, 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 all up in your face. Give me 20 kind of thing. You got to kind of kneel down, get to their level and then get them to choose to do what you want them to do. Right. So you see right. that with, with Kyle Shanahan, he'll sit there and say, he'll never take blame for anything, but he'll say, we need to execute better. But if you look at the tape, he's right. So these yeah. guys are all bought into self-management. And that's what you have with the 49 They're a self-managed team, right, with a brilliant coach who allows that locker room. And he's created a wonderful culture there. And Jimmy G is a part of 
that culture of winning that they have created. Believe it or not, he is. So I'm thankful for Jimmy as far as that goes. But believe me when I tell you, when Jimmy G is on the field, I am clutching my pearls, okay? I'm near a heart attack <laughs> many times because I just, I, I just think to myself, Jimmy, if Jimmy was a little bit smarter, and I want to end with one thing. Jimmy G didn't make these gaffes in New England, okay? And notice that Kendra Thorne said that New England, he said he had never been coached so hard before. He never worked so hard. There's a different dynamic out there. I think Jimmy G works better under Belichick, and I would not be surprised mm. if Belichick gets Jimmy G next year. Mm. Jimmy, look, right. Bill Belichick, he's closing in on 70. He wants to win now. Mac Jones has severe physical limitations. Okay. He knows who Jimmy G is. Don't be surprised that he goes and gets some Jimmy G this year. Mm. All right. I'm going to end you on that one, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right, brother. Thank you. All and right. also, Pocky, great job. Listeners, please subscribe. Please, please subscribe. Please donate to Crocky. This is a very, very good source. And Cocky, you be careful out there in that Twitter now. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> know. I appreciate you. You got a brand now, all right? Yes, sir. All right, brother. I'm out. Take care. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Here we go. Get to some of these super chats. Uh, here we go. Can we call Cap for this game? I don't think Cap is walking through those doors, man. <laughs> we all know how Kaepernick performed against Green Bay in the playoffs. Obviously, you know, broke the rushing record, uh, 181 yards in the game. Threw the ball all over. You know, the crazy thing is about that that first game, and that was that was Kaepernick's first playoff game. This was the second season, but obviously uh, f first year starting. It was like he had started half the games that year. He started that game with a pick six. Talk about nerves and, and anxiousness, right? He started that game with a pick six. And, and here's the difference between Kaepernick and Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, and and this there's, this is no fault to Jimmy. They are definitely different quarterbacks stylistically. But Kaepernick can throw that pick six and turn around and show you several plays as to like why like we're gonna win this because I'm gonna do X Y Z. So okay, yeah, I threw a pick six and then maybe I dug us in that little hole. But next drive, I'm using my legs. I'm running down, running into the end zone, kissing my arms. I'm throwing strikes downfield to. Vernon Davis, I'm taking off 81-yard touchdown runs. I'm throwing strikes to Crabtree. We're playing in the snow. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to put you on my back. All right, we're playing in the cold weather. It's zero degrees in Lambeau Field. Uh, first down, down the sideline, you know, put us in field goal range. I mean, he made so many plays. Like, he made plays. He made throws. He made plays. Was he the Pierce to passers and things like that? You know, my God. But – he was so dynamic. He made so many plays and teams. You know, when I when I ask former players, like, hey man, what'd you think about Cap? They're like, Cap was a motherfucker, man. Like, you had to really account for him because he can, I mean, whether he's throwing the ball downfield or throwing strikes, whatever it is, you had to account for the explosibility from him, whether it was on the ground or, or with his uh uh arm, and it didn't matter the elements. I know everything fell off the tracks. Uh, you know, the 49ers lost so many players, and everybody, you know, you talk about win-loss records. But, man, that team that he played with 2015, 2016, <laughs> it was, come on, man, it was terrible. Coaching was terrible. Players were terrible. 
it was probably one of the worst situations in the NFL. But when they had that team together, man, he was dangerous. He was dangerous. But yeah, Cap ain't walking through them doors. Jimmy lovers always give Jimmy all the credit for the wins and always blame everyone else for the losses. Can't admit when Jimmy screws up because uh, Costa Costa lost. What screws up or causes a loss? Uh, Jimmy, I think that here's the issue with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I talked about Kaepernick. He could throw the pick six on the first drive of the game and then just boom, 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 right? With Jimmy, there's a lot less room for error. So I think that's what the issue is. He's He he doesn't do enough to, like, add to the explosibility of the offense. So when he does make a mistake, just like everybody, like all quarterbacks make mistakes. But when he does make a mistake, it's, like, magnified because you probably feel like for the, you know, are we going to get that chance back? Are we going to get that opportunity back? I think that might be kind of the bigger issue when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, your your room for error is smaller. And the mistakes are kind of magnified, I, if I had to guess. All right, we got another super chat. Where's it at? Where's it at? Appreciate all the comments rolling in. Uh, where's the link to call in? I'll post the link in just a second. Here we go. Um, keep up the great work, Clark. We appreciate all the hustle. And you know, somebody got to do it. You feel me? Here's the link again if you guys want to call in. I, I want I want to, I ideally want to get to somebody, and I got a couple people waiting. I'm about to get you guys on right now. I want to get people on that, like, I want to know, like, why so much love for Jimmy to the point where it's like, hey, like, th that's the person I want on. The person, like, I got so much love for him. Like, I don't even want them to play Trey Lance next year. Nobody, like, there are those people out there, and I want to hear that mindset because me, I don't have like loyalty one way or the other to Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. I have my vision of how I see things and how they play out, but I would love to hear like, no croc, this is why you're wrong. So like, I really would love that person to come on to the chat. Uh, here we go. Got my guy Vetti coming on from the DMV. Vetti, what's good, man? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Crock. How you going? I'm doing good. I'm doing real quick, real quick. Hold on. I want to say okay. one thing to this person right here. He says, if Jimmy sucks, I can't even imagine what Lance is. See, I don't think Jimmy sucks. Now, maybe you're, you're you know, uh, our guy, JM617. Maybe you're feeding into uh, trolls or people that, uh, you know, they're not really looking at the full scope of things. But I don't think Jimmy sucks. I just think there's less room for error with him. I'll say that. And typically, he's going to put you in a position to where it might not hurt him as much, right? You know, there's just some limitations there. So I don't think Jimmy sucks. No, no. And I don't think anything about Jimmy right now has anything to do with Trey Lance, who, who's a rookie. All right, but here, but uh, what's good, Vetti? I, I think I got some really, I think I got some really interesting points, man. Uh, for one, I, I mean, I'm tired of talking about Jimmy G. Man, I, we all should be, but it's a fact that needs to be addressed. And I, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I think it's a, a few reasons that is so controversial and to be honest with you it represents the status of, of our country right now it, it reminds me a lot of politics you know and i think that there might even be some type of racial divide in it as well um mm. it, it is it's one and the same you know um and uh people it's like like some say say if you were a republican or a, a trump follower 
you don't necessarily you see them proud when they're together, you know, and that's what you hear about them. But on a day-to-day basis, most people don't act like that or don't uh, uh, claim to be a Trump follower or Republican or a Jimmy follower, uh, a Jimmy lover. Until there's 20 of them together, then all of a sudden, it's, you know, it's a big thing. Not to see, not to say that it's, it's, it's wrong or right, you know what I'm saying? But I just think that that has something to do with it. But that being said, I personally, I think Jimmy is a good quarterback. I mm. think Jimmy is good enough to win a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. And I think that and, and the team chose Trey Lance for the reason that they said. They didn't lie to us. They chose to get a Trey Lance because Jimmy G was prone to injury. Not because Jimmy G sucks. Jimmy G really did take us to the Super Bowl and really would have took us to the playoffs last year. But he got hurt, like he always does. That's what I believe. They weren't lying. It's the truth. Now, I also want to say that I I would love to see Trey Lance play. I wanted to see him at the beginning of the season anyway. I wish he would have played the whole season. But I'm not a professional. I'm not getting paid to do this. Oh, I'm a fan. So I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Look at us now. We might win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? What if we win the You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put the points out. Y'all, y'all can eat off that, man. But I think, I think those are some good points right there, man. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to get to the next caller, bro. All right. All right. You know, I... I I hear people, I try to, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, right? Until like, you know, I see like the proof and whatnot. And obviously got me in some trouble over the weekend. But, uh, you know, I try to like see the true intentions of people. And I I hope that people aren't propping up Jimmy Garoppolo to put down Trey Lance because of like this racial thing. Like, like because... One is black, one's white, or Italian, or whatever. Like you know, what I'm saying that can't be the case. I hope not. I, 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 I hope that the fan base is bigger than that. Uh, I have heard some people say that, you know, there is the whole Kaepernick thing and all that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that's not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. What does my guy Keith Murray got to say about all this? What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? Uh, good. I I personally think Jimmy is good, uh, which is not equal to great. I put him, me and my boys was ranking. I put him somewhere between seventeen and twenty. Um, mm-hmm. The things that I can't tolerate or that really get on my nerves is the egregious elementary school type of mistakes. Like the pick was very bad, and but that happens in the course of the game. People throw bad picks, but for right. you to snap that ball before Trent Williams gets set, that is not. That, that that's that's A B C one two three type of stuff. You know what I mean? He was the one person that I felt like I don't know if he does it on purpose, but it's like you know what? This game is going too smooth. Let's go ahead and make this thing more entertaining because we have twenty three seven man. Throw the ball away and, and and drive and punt. They can't even move the ball on our defense, and you turn it over like that kind of stuff. I don't understand. Yeah, and and that goes to kind of what I was saying about, you know, like there's not as much room for error with Jimmy. And I think that's the part that a lot of people 
kind of it's the context of that, right? So it's like because there's not as much room for errors, like, oh, he sucks. I'm like, man, Jimmy don't suck. Like, you know, you could point to a lot of things that I think Jimmy does extremely well, but you also know that you know there's there's just less room for error. And I think it kind of comes down to that. And so that's the thing. He's a better Trent Dilfer, right? But Trent Dilfer don't didn't make those kind of mistakes. You know what I mean? It's the I got you. You, I, you can't. I I got to give him a little bit more respect than Trent Dilfer, right? I said he's I mean, better I, than I, Trent Dilfer, but he yeah. Trent Dilfer would handle the ball off the hole, whatever. I don't remember a Trent Dilfer gaff mistake. He didn't yeah. put that Baltimore defense in harm's way, and. Jimmy just tends to do five picks in the last three games. That's what he does. Like, don't throw, throw it away. Like, how often do you see Jimmy throwing the ball away? Yeah, not often. But I think I mean, that's because he's not really – well, He, I don't think he throws it away or – I don't think he's not throwing the ball away enough because he's he plays in rhythm, right? Jimmy plays in rhythm and timing. So, you know, when he drops back, he's dropping back to get the ball out of his hands right now. So I think you're less likely to see him throw right. throw the ball away as opposed to a quarterback that is looking to extend plays and make plays and push the ball down the field and everybody's yeah. covered. Okay, I need to throw the ball away. That's not really like a part of Jimmy well, Buffalo's game. The pick he threw the other day, he he had escaped the pocket and was out on the perimeter. Throw the ball right. away. <laughs> you know? but the guy was wide open. He was wide open. Though. Well, well, Sherfield was open, but obviously he didn't hit him. I mean, he had several, a couple <laughs> balls. We got we had he he just you can just see he wasn't on, and, and that's fine. But you have to be self aware, and I think that's a strength and weakness with his right. Like he throw a pick. I think we all stress about it as fans, but I don't think he does. I think he's like on to the next play, and I would say he lacks the self awareness to say like, okay, I need to calm down. Now he just he seems like a like he's flighty a little bit, like an airhead, like. I'm just going to play. Like, sometimes you got to think the game. Think the game. You know what I mean? And I just feel like he does that. But uh, before I get off, it's the same question I asked when you had your Cowboys fan on here last week. Um, what is the matchup like for us in the trenches? And, and do you think we can kind of get the push that we got two years ago? And, and thanks for having me on, man. Oh, all good. Oh, that's a great question uh, to send off with. I'm, I'm going to put you backstage. Uh I, mean, I like the 49ers front on both sides of the ball against anybody. And I don't think uh I don't think there's anybody where it's like, oh man, they're just gonna bully the 49ers up front on offense or on defense. So, and I think this matchup, because the, the, the Cowboys have some nasty dudes and in Green Bay, they're 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 solid up front. Their offensive line getting uh back to Ari back and and some of those guys, I think that helps. You know, people kind of forget, and I talked about the differences and who the 49ers had and didn't have playing when we first got on here, but you know, the Packers were down to like their third left third string left tackle in that game. So they've gotten a lot healthier as well. I believe they just got uh Zadarius Smith back, Jair Alexander back. So, you know, they, they're getting some reinforcements coming back as well. I got my guy. Hold on. Where, where's it at? I see my guy, Rich in the chat and Rich said, uh, dang, I can't. Oh, right here. He said, Crocky. Crocky, why do you spend so much time defending Jimmy? I I think I think it comes off as I'm. I've said this, y'all that have been listening to me for a while know this. If it were up to me, 
Jimmy Garoppolo would not be on the team, right? There wouldn't be no Jimmy Garoppolo on this team right now. I would went with the rookie and, okay, whatever ups and downs and whatever, go through that. Once you play him, I get why you play him. And I try to, I try to just bring like a non-biased perspective to the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation because there are so many people that are just so torn on each side, right? Like you hate them over here. You love them over here. There are a few people that are in between. And me, I try to just be the person that looks at it from the perspective of why I, you know, hey, I understand why he plays. And I understand what, what he is and what he isn't. And I try to bring that to the show instead of pushing a narrative to divide the fan base on this topic even more. All right. So that's, so it comes off as if I'm defending them, but really, if you really listen, I've, I feel like I've had level-headed opinions on, you know, when the 49ers are two and four, I'm like, well, why would I stay with Jimmy Garoppolo when the 49ers are losing regardless? So go with the rookie, right? I try to bring that type of perspective. So it might come off as if I'm like defending him, but really I just try to see both sides of it. I hope that makes sense. Appreciate the comment. My guy, Rich. All right, here we go. Got J-Law coming on. J-Law, good morning, bro. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Crocky. Uh, happy, what are we, Wednesday? Today, Wednesday? Yeah. It is Wednesday. Happy. It's hump day. Yeah. <laughs> we almost there, man. Saturday going to be Green Bay. Uh, and I'm I'm beyond excited. Uh, but kind of kind of just to, to touch base, because you, you wanted to hear from a Jimmy stand, and I – I don't think I'm a Jimmy stan, uh, but I do find myself defending Jimmy. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from me just being a very, very lifelong fan. Uh, I've been a fan since Steve Young was our quarterback. I had to go through some tough times. Um, Jeff Garcia was pretty much the last quarterback I really got to cheer for. Uh, I was a huge Click Smith fan. Um, really liked him. I was super upset when he got that concussion and, and we went with Kaepernick. Now I'm not saying I didn't like Kaepernick cause I did. I thought he had a lot of talent, uh, but he was kind of a one trick pony. They figured him out and then he couldn't do anything anymore. And when it comes to Jimmy, because I have been a fan of the Niners for so long, uh, and I took some heat last week against Cowboys fans. I've got, a brother who's a Cowboys fan, and two of my best friends are Cowboys fans. And I took Crocky. As soon as they found out they were playing the Niners, I started hearing it from all, all in. Yeah. And I was getting all shaky, and I wanted to fight people. And I was like, no, nah, you fucking leave my Niners alone, blah, blah, blah. Sorry for the f <laughs> You're good. And, yeah. like, they were trying to get me to put money on, on our Niners versus the Cowboys. And, and I was just like, look, guys, if the Niners come out and play their brand of football, which includes Jimmy right now, which is the smash mouth, I'm going to run it down your throat. And then when you finally decide you're going to be able to stop the run a little bit, Jimmy's going to start throwing those dink and dunk 10 yard passes right over the middle of you because you're selling out on the run. And Jimmy Garoppolo for the faults that he has, He's charismatic back there. He holds his composure well, even after those boneheaded mistakes that, that he makes, because he does. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. The, the guy yeah. is going to do an overthrow. He's going to underthrow. He's going to cause a wide receiver or our favorite tight end to take a hit they shouldn't have. Uh, and those are the moments that make me cringe 
because I don't want to watch anybody else get dismantled or hurt because of his mistake. That's when I start having an issue with Jimmy. But when it comes to his playability and his consistency, let's be real. This, when he's healthy, we win games. We win games. And I know everybody's going to say, but the win isn't an actual statistic. No, but the leadership he brings in those wins is. He, he holds down the locker room. And when you have players like Debo Samuel, who is arguably one of the best players in the league right now, when you have people like Trent Williams, who is arguably the best lineman in the league right now, and people like like our favorite tight end, Kittle, coming to bat and saying, nah, Jimmy is the guy. He's the reason that we're even contemplating going to the Super Bowl right now. That is an intangible stat line that not everybody appreciates. And last time you and I talked, Croc, we talked about the, the leadership in the locker room. We brought up Fred Warner and we brought up Kittle. And Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of the icky, sticky glue that holds that all together. He may not be the most explosive person, but his composure and his, what's the word I'm looking for, um, confidence when it comes to being in a game and how the Niners are going to fare in that game, the players feed off of that. I think yeah. it was uh, uh, two games ago against the Rams. They interviewed Brandon Ayuk, and they were like, hey, what's it like being in the huddle when you're in that moment? And he goes, you know, it's kind of hard to, to think you're going to lose or anything other than that we're going to win when your quarterback says, all right, let's go get that touchdown and win the game. And it's like – that's the stuff that Jimmy brings, and that's why the the locker room is so entrenched with him. That's why we've only gotten to see Trey Lance two and a half times this season. Now, I do believe, I do believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder is not good to go, I think we see Trey Lance this weekend. Because after watching the way that Jimmy Garoppolo played against the Cowboys, I was, oh, God. I was so ready to shove it down the Cowboys' throats that Jimmy G is better than freaking Dak Prescott, blah, 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 whoop-de-whoop, where are you at, Cowboys? Let's go. Like, I was so ready for that when the second half happened. And my heart went from being in my chest to in my colon, and I could feel it beating every time Jimmy touched the ball. And <laughs> I – when he – had that offside like when he snapped the ball too quick because Trent Williams wasn't set yet like one of, one of your callers said it best that is the type of boneheaded mistakes Jimmy makes but he's only going to make one or two of them a game how many boneheaded mistakes did Dak Prescott make in that game I'll take Jimmy G in that game over Dak Prescott right now the it's hard to say that because, you know, different situations, right? Uh, you have one defense that came out firing on all cylinders with the 49ers. Uh, you know, you you get comfortable. The run game is clicking as opposed to, you know, Dak Prescott, who the run game was not working at all for them early on. Everything was on him. Uh, they were getting backed up. He was getting sacked. He was under constant duress throughout the game. It started from really his first time 
dropping back. So it's hard to say, well, oh, I'll take Jimmy. I will take Jimmy's performance over Dax. Yes. But That's what if I you think. flip them, if you flip their, you know, teams and you put Jimmy in Dak's situation as opposed to Dak on 49ers with how they performed in that game, you know, you see what I'm saying? It kind of changes. But I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to get to the next caller real quick. And uh, we got to still get back to, to some uh, Green Bay Packer talk. So I appreciate you coming on, bro. No, thank you. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. Here we go. I got my guy Jeffrey Ray coming on. Jeff, how you doing, man? Oh, what's up, Parker? How you doing, man? I I'm good. Are you, quote, unquote, a Jimmy Stan? No, no, I'm not a Jimmy Stan. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I just I just wanted to say a couple things real quick. It just makes sense to me that, uh, you know, over the course of the season, you got – You've got a lot of people just diehard uh, fans of Jimmy saying that um, that he's the only option and that we need to sit Trey Lance and leave this dude out there and let him let him. Oh shit, man! I'm sorry, I'm super nervous. Anyway, let let uh, let. Well, why let, are you nervous? I'm just being on the show, man. I've been watching you all season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're good. Man. I appreciate you letting me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, just take your time. Take your time. You're good. Anyway, the way I was seeing it is uh, you got a lot of the media and stuff saying that going off of Jimmy's stats, you know, that they're saying that in all these games, Jimmy has uh, uh, performed well and won games. Uh, but the issues, are, the issues for me is how many of those games that have we been in where we've all almost like been on the, on the verge of a heart attack because of the decisions he's made inside those games. Yeah. You know, um, he's won the games. But he's made boneheaded decisions inside those games that, that all have us on the edge of our seat. Now, now, sitting Trey Lance, I think, is the right decision this year because we all saw what happens to like uh, quarterbacks that have legs and that can move in the, out of the pocket. And, and, and we all saw what happened to Kyler Murray the other day, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so teaching Lance that he needs to stay in that pocket and, and have some pocket presence because, you know, we knew how he played when he was in college. You know, he, he right. had legs when he'd get out of the pocket and just take off. But we want him to learn that he needs to feel safe inside that pocket. Yep. Yeah, no, you know, and there is a lot to that. You know, when it pertains to Trey Lance, and we'll get into to him probably this offseason, right? There'll be – listen, I'm here in the offseason. I think I'm going to do four days a week. But we're going to be here down there every morning in the offseason. So there will be a lot of time to talk about Trey Lance and kind of – what to expect from him. But I do think there is an element of the 49ers wanting to uh, solely develop him as a pure pocket passer. And, and I like that approach, right? That's why I believe we don't see the packages that we thought we were going to see. Kyle Shanahan, from what he's showing us, he doesn't view Trey Lance as a package quarterback. He views him as, hey, you are an extension of what we already do. You're an extension of Jimmy Garoppolo as far as your tools can take you and your ability. But we got to teach you to play more comfortable in the pocket. So He's just, you know, take your time. Take your time with that. And we're going to roll with Jimmy right now. You know, as it pertains to Jimmy, and everybody has kind of touched on it already, but, yeah, you know, you got to you gotta live with, you know, some some weird moments. But aside from that, I think, you know, him – my I was at the game. Dude, my heart – I felt like my heart was, like, about to jump out my skin. Every like, single game like this. You're up 23-7. How do you not put your foot on his teeth? And it's hard to blow out teams in the NFL. It is. It's really hard. But when you do have that opportunity, like the Rams had against the Cardinals, like uh -huh. the Bucks had against the Eagles, 
you step on their throats. When, when that opportunity presents itself, you do it. I think sometimes Kyle, I mean, uh, Jimmy has a hard time doing that. But I appreciate you coming on. Hey, hey, Come real on quick, real, time, man. Oh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Kyle, I appreciate it. Hey, do you think that Jimmy has another uh, Saints game in his repertoire ready for us? you think that it's possible that he could, he could step up to the plate and do that again? I think he's done it several times. I, I think – I think people dismiss some of the other games because maybe the opponent or something like that. But I believe, like, you know, you go back to 2019. I think his games against the uh, the Cardinals, uh, those two times, right? In, in the Cardinals games, he threw for over 800 yards, eight touchdowns in mm -hmm. two games. Uh, you know, not last year, bro. There you are. You guys got me? Yep. Got me? All right. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, but I don't think that he uh, – I think because the, the, the Saints game, it was just on such a big stage, and it was like he's going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Drew Brees. And, but he's had games like that. He's had games like that. So. Cool. It's Thanks just, for having me on, Carl. I appreciate it, man. All right. All good. All good. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Got my guy Darius coming on. What's good, Darius? Oh, man. Enjoying this show, bro. It's been a good one, bro. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. <clears throat> yeah, so first off, uh, I feel like Trey is getting used to being in the pocket. I just wanted to put that out there since it was uh, in the air already. Um, that Texans game, like, that second half when he settled down, uh, and that one throw that Jimmy had to pick on, like, I don't mind him moving around when he has to. I'd rather him try to create a play than just to sit there and just take a sack or – because the pick is going to happen. Like, if we don't know that about Jimmy by now, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, 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 I hope they don't. I hope they don't come this weekend because uh, the Packers, they're getting – I think you already said it, Jair Alexander, Darius Smith back, but they're also getting uh, Whitney Marcellus, uh, Rashawn Gray. I think Kristen Smith, he's been playing. Um, Devondre Campbell. They got, a, they got a nice little pass rush, bro. And, and Jimmy is 2-6 and six now when he throws the pick. And I know he's been – so far he's been defying the odds and he's been, you know what I mean, breaking the mold lately, but – I don't want to keep playing with I don't want to keep playing with that. You know what I'm saying? Like if we can run the ball this week, I would love that. I would love that. Uh, it's, to me, it's about stopping uh, um, Devontae Adams. Green Bay seven and zero when he uh, receives 100 yards or better. Like that rush has to has to step up this week. Niners they ten and three when Bosa has a half a sack or better. So, with that being said, that D line is 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 playing out of his mind. I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from Charles Amini, who Samson Ebucom, like even even um Catavia Street, uh 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 other boy Arden Key, like everybody's everybody's doing their stuff, bro, and I'm loving it. Like, if we can put pressure on Aaron. And, and, and keep that run game going. They, I, I remember y'all said uh, Elijah Mitchell was out last game, which which was uh, – I guess I could have affected it. I felt I always felt like 
when Josh Norman went out, that's kind of what tilted that game because, you know, that last drive and the whole shabaka with that. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just really anxious to see this, bro. Like, you know, on the road. And, um, yeah, it's all on Jimmy. But with this whole shoulder situation, bro, like, that's what I'm getting tired of. I'm getting tired of, like, every time, like, he does have a bad game or whatever, it's some type of excuse on why it happened. And I- I'll I say know, this man. real quick, real quick, D. I don't <clears throat> yeah. think, and I'm going to get you off. I appreciate you coming on. Um, and so I get to the next caller. I, I don't, I don't, I think everybody, you, it comes out in, in that, it comes out that, oh, Kyle, oh, yeah, Jimmy had a shoulder sprain or he had something. But I don't think it's him defending Jimmy Garoppolo for some of his bad play and stuff like that. The injuries have to be reported. You know, the injuries have to be reported because people gamble on these games. You know, if you've noticed, when you start talking about the shoulder and things like that, what happens? The Vegas line moves. The game started off at four and a half or five or whatever. Then it was five and a half. Then it's six, six. And a half. Then it's back down to five and a half, right? The lines move. So I, I think that's why, you know, Kyle, if, if it were up to t- Kyle, he wouldn't tell you anything that's going on with his team. You know, if it, if it were up to Kyle Shanahan, he wouldn't tell you Jimmy got a shoulder sprain or, you know, Jimmy's ankle or whatever the case is. He keeps that all in house and them just trying to figure it out from that standpoint. But when you have to, you know, you got gambling, big, you know, there's a lot of money into that. Gotta, you gotta kind of, you know, you gotta explain it. Here we go. Got my guy Kenneth Goldsmith coming on. Kenneth, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. What's going on, Croc? Oh, man, I'm chilling, bro. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this topic. I just want to give a little quick take my opinion on the whole Jimmy G suck uh, thing. My thing is, is he, 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 he got, uh, he can execute the quick game to perfection. But when it comes to executing other plays when the opportunity is there, he can't get through with it. So that's my honest opinion on that. Okay. And I just want I just want to get into this uh this Green Bay Niners game. I hope he's able to play in this game. Because I just he he will give us a better shot at beating Green Bay right now, and and that's so unfair to trade that he will have to come in this big time moment and have to perform, and if he don't perform, the fans gonna kill him for it when he ain't been on the field, being ready for this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, now I agree with you that Jimmy Garoppolo definitely gives the Forty Nine ers best chance to to win going into this game. But I just want to hear your like reason behind it. Uh, behind this, behind uh, why he gives them the best chance to win Saturday night. Well, he's been prepared all season for moments like this. That's my that's my opinion on it. Like you just can't just throw Trey in when he only played what one and a half games because this is this is a big time game, you know. And I'm I'm confident in Trey, but. This is just, it's just, it's just so unfair for him to be in this moment, you know, not getting all the reps. You know, Green Bay defense is not bad, you know. And I think they're going to throw a lot of things at him 
that he ain't seen because he ain't played in so long. You know? Yeah. And I think we we definitely gonna have to get our running game going. It's just something about that right side of that offensive line when it comes to pass protection. That like that 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 bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, when we played, right. oh, yeah, because when we played against Dallas, man, it was a lot of plays with it on that right side. Man, their D line was just blowing up the plays and in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I agree. But all right, Kendall, I'm gonna get you off and get the next caller on. I appreciate all you coming right. on, bro. All right, thanks for having me on, Craig. You be good. All right, here we go. I got my guy Snapper G coming on. Snapper G, what's good, man? Good morning. How you doing? What's happening? What's happening? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. So we came on, really. I mean, it was supposed to be talking about uh, the Green Bay Packers and kind of how the 49ers match up with the Green Bay Packers. And maybe we'll get to that. But it kind of turned into this thing where I, I just wanted to hear people's explanations as to why they are so hard on the quarterbacks one way or the other. There's, You know, you got certain people, they just they hate Jimmy G and they just don't want to see him play by any means. And then you got another side that's like, no, Trey Lance. He just won't ever be good, you know. So I'm like, man, I just want to hear like the fans' perspectives and hear them kind of talk it out as to why they feel that way. So, are you on any side of the spectrum here, or you're just like, man, I don't care who plays. I want to win. So yeah, whichever quarterback in that gives me the best chance of winning, that's what I want to roll with. Uh, right now, it's Jimmy. You know, he's seen a lot more than Trey at this point. So Kyle is going to play the best quarterback. He wants to win too. So I think <clears throat> if Jimmy gives me the best chance of winning, that's that's what I'm gonna roll with. I mean, he makes mistakes at times he get out of the pocket, he should throw, but now I mean last year he wasn't stepping up in the pocket like he is this year. That I see, you know, he right. was just getting sacked or maybe fumbling the ball after he gets sacked and we lose possession somewhere close to the other team's end zone. So right. <clears throat> he's showing improvement too a little bit. I mean, we winning. I mean, like last 11 weeks, we've been better than everybody in the NFL. So, right. Yeah. And I think that he's been really, I mean, it started, if everybody remembers going back to the preseason game where he kind of rolled out, he had like two rushing touchdowns, one where, or he had a rushing touchdown where he like went, then he like went head up with the guys on the goal line. He got up, he spiked the ball. And, and right. that was just kind of that, like, like I ain't giving up my spot to this rookie, like moment. Like <laughs> that was how I took it, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. people have been on them and stuff like that. And it was like a big F you to everybody. And since then, I, you know, I do. I agree, man. I, I believe that he has done a lot more with being able to make plays on the move. And it, he'll never be as dynamic as a trailer has or anything like that. But right. just to see him not be a statue when, when things kind of break down and try to make plays on the move, even when he overthrows a guy and ends up being an interception. But I still like the thought process of I'm not going to sit in the pocket and get sacked. I'm going to step up. I'm going to move out. I'm going to slide right and try to make a play. Uh, so, yeah, no, I agree with you in the sense of him definitely ut utilizing his legs a little, little bit more this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather him overthrow a guy than underthrow a guy like he did Sunday. Underthrow, you know, they just sitting there waiting to pick that thing on. So He did yeah. underthrow one, but they dropped it. Do you remember that one? It was like an underneath. Yeah, defensive. that's what I'm saying. I'd rather yeah. him overthrow. I mean, he missed Ayuk. Man, Ayuk could have turned up the field and went scored again. And, you know, costly mistake, but we won. So, yeah, it's a lot of Cowboy fans around here, man, that, that try to give me a hard time. And I was on them all week saying what we we're going to do to them. And we did it. So, but like what, I was saying in the chat. Oh, go wait, ahead. I'm sorry. 
Well, I wanted to ask what some of your thoughts were on the Green Bay game, but go ahead with uh, what you were saying in the chat because you know, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just telling the Cowboy fans that I have around here that what we want to do to the Cowboys, you know. But anyway, Green Bay, I think the Cowboys might have a better offensive line than Green Bay. What you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it, how much it matters because Aaron Rodgers is so good at getting the ball out of his hands quick. Now, if you look back yeah. to even, you know, the game that they played earlier this year, maybe the game plan was like that because maybe Green Bay was like, man, we don't really have the O-line to block up this 49ers defensive line, but they just got the ball out of their hands right now. I mean, it was catch, throw, catch, quick throw, catch. You know, it was True. everything was just catch and throw. And that's kind of how you offset a good pass rush like what the 49ers have. So they did that in week three. I'm not sure it matters how good or bad that O-line is. It's, you know, it's all on – uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, really working to get the ball out of his hands quick. Yeah. I think our best defense is keep him on the sideline. Long run plays, you know, long draws. But we got to go after Kevin King. That's the weak spot in the secondary. Yeah. Yep. 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 But thanks man. for having me in, man. This is my first time calling, you know. I enjoy the show. Keep up with I appreciate doing. it. Call, call in right, more. All, All right. right. No doubt. All right, here we go real quick. Get to the super chat. Uh, this is why uh, this is this is why Jimmy have to go because Lance will basically have the same team next year because me, we blame Jimmy a lot and Kyle gets off easy. Okay, hold on. Let me make sense of it real quick. So Jimmy has to go because Trey Lance is going to have the same team and you won't be able to blame Jimmy and Kyle gets off easy. So you're, you're, I think you're saying Kyle should get more blame. Right? I'm trying to make sense of it. Sorry, guys. Kyle, Kyle should get more blame. This team is really good. So if the team doesn't perform at this level next year, then you know that Jimmy didn't get the respect that he should have, and it was really Kyle's fault. Is that what you're saying? I think. Is that how y'all are reading it? <laughs> my guy Phyllis said Crocky looking at this comment like an SAT question it, am I what are, okay you guys read that for me let me know what, what you guys think about that alright real quick I'm gonna get my guy Dion on Dion what 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 what, what, what are we looking at right there Crocky, I think we gotta man. decode that we gotta decode that a little bit yeah hold on so this is the situation man look of course everybody knows I don't fuck with Jimmy like that at all hold on I hold got... on hold on hold on Dion you got to decode this for me real quick. This super chat. Oh, okay. So what he's saying is uh, this is why Jimmy has to go because this is why Jimmy has to go because Lance will basically um, have the same team next year. Um, and we blame Jimmy a lot and Kyle gets off easy. That's basically what okay. he's saying. I know it was okay. typed completely all kinds of wrong. But, yeah, that that's basically what he's saying. He's like, you you don't want Jimmy in the locker room next <laughs> year. Lance is trying to take over the team because – it's going to cause a rift and, 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 you know, a divide. Nobody's going to be able to pick sides. Um, that, that's Hold on what real that's quick. Somebody, somebody it, said this question should be on the Wonderland test. <laughs> We're not making fun of the question. Right. It was just worded. You know, I, you know, I appreciate the super chat. Yeah, no, yeah. No, go ahead. I know you was coming on with your, uh, with your take. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I, you, everybody knows me. Everybody in that chat look at me and they're like, oh, here come this dude again. He's going to be hating on Jimmy. Yes, I'm going to hate on Jimmy because I don't like Jimmy. That's my prerogative. <laughs> like Bob fucking Brown. And if you don't like it, I don't care. At the end of the day, here's the situation. 
dude that was on like right when I, I requested the link is priceless. He's sitting there loving on Jimmy, and then he's like, but if his shoulders hurt, I think we might see Lance. Bruh, have you not been watching all season long? Jimmy could go out there with one arm, half a leg, and, and two toes on the other foot, and Kyle is sending him out there. We're not seeing Trey Lance unless Jimmy is diehard hurt where he cannot actually get on the field. And you saying you would take Dak over Jimmy? Dak threw a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. Jimmy threw an interception. And didn't even crack 175 yards. Someone helped this guy out. As far as the uh, the, the pack. Hold on, real game. quick. I want to ask you a question, real quick. Who's your favorite quarterback in the NFL? My favorite quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Honestly, when I look at it, uh, it, it it pains me to say this, but I love I love me some Russell Wilson. I like Russ. Oh, I like okay. Russ. Well, go ahead. It, go ahead. Continue with your day. Yeah, it hurts, but I, I like Russell. I just I just like the way he is, man. He he's so smooth in the pocket, and and he's good when he gets out. He he just he does things well. What I'll say on the on the game is hold on, real quick, one more thing. I know I keep cutting you off. Uh, they want to know why you're taking why why you're taking a shower with a hat on. I'm not taking a shower with a hat on, bro. I'm just saying what they said in the chat, man. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I was just I was about to take a shower because I just came from the gym, but I threw my hat on because my head looked fucked up. Don't nobody get on camera and look stupid. It is what it is. Right. Um, because I didn't know when you was going to come to me or not. Either way, yeah. at the end of the day, and I know they're going to go hard in the chat. I don't even care, man. It's fun. Cloud me. I like to laugh, nigga. I, I'm good with that. Um, at the end of the day, the, the matchup is, is, is odd because you have to look at what we have. When you go quarterback for quarterback, Aaron Rodgers wins that battle. You go to the running backs, it's a bit of a toss-up because Aaron Jones is great out of the backfield. But we don't utilize Elijah in that way, even though coming out of training camp, everybody said that Elijah was going to be uh, – Elijah was the best receiving threat. Then to top it all off, what do you, what else do you have? You have the DBs, you know what I'm saying? You might want to tip your cap a little toward the, the Green Bay Packers because of the guys that they have. But then again, we look pretty good too, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. We have the better O-line. Uh, Bakhtiari did not practice yesterday. So there's a variety of things, you know what I'm saying, that we can touch on when it comes to this Green Bay game. What I did do, though, was I researched our games in the playoffs against Green Bay. You know what is a glaring stat? The run game. Every single time we beat the crap out of them with the run game. Mm. Colin Kaepernick, the first game we played against them in 2013 – the whole run game in total had 383 damn yards. And Cap had the majority of that. That was Cap and Frank Gore. The next time we played them, nice little running game, Cap and Frank Gore. And we had some guy named Booby Dixon to score a touchdown, too. I don't even remember Booby Dixon at all. He was number 24. Okay, okay. And then um, when we went into the game more recently in 2019, what happened? Raheem the Dream Mostert ran all over the ass. That's the point of it, people. So when you say that Jimmy wins games, Jimmy doesn't win shit. Jimmy barely threw the ball in that NFC Championship game. The run game did that. The defense did that. Even when Cap was playing, it was the run game. But Cap was a part of it. Cap ran for touchdowns and threw for touchdowns. So I, these are all facts, people. You can look it up on your own. Or 
If you like, you can go ahead and go to Niner Gang Podcast and check me out. I'm about to go ahead and go live tomorrow and drop all this knowledge on y'all. These are facts, people. You cannot dispute a fact because that's what it is. We will definitely go ahead and take care of the Packers with the run game. If we got to get into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo, you can kiss the game goodbye. They're, they, they're <sighs> not beating Aaron Rodgers in no damn shootout, and we all know that to be a fact. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? That That's all I'm saying. And, and I'm just keeping uh-huh. it I will get you out. I got a special guest coming on, and I, I want to get to uh, – I have a couple of callers. Uh, I have three callers I need to get to before uh, this last person. And, and I, he's very knowledgeable of this. He watches all the films, so I definitely want to get to him. Let me get to these uh, next callers real quick. All right, Dion. All right, brother. Peace. All right, so um, I have three people in waiting right now. Uh, oh, four people before we get to Jack. Uh, I almost didn't say my, my, almost said my, uh, my special guest. All right, but so what you got to do now is – uh, you gotta come on, and you have to kind of give your take, like your quick take. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm gonna get you off, all right? So um, that's kind of how we're gonna do this right now, and and so then we can get to this and and um get some of this good knowledge that this guy's gonna get to us. All right. So real quick, oh what oh what well, one person just hopped off. All right, Trice man, what happened? I'm about to get you on, Trice. All right, uh, we got one K Jose, one K Jose. What's good, man? What's on your mind? Yo yo, what up, Crocked Morning. Oh, good morning, bro. Yo, uh, I just wanted to uh, touch up real quick on the Jimmy G whole uh, Jimmy Snan thing. Uh, coming from a former Jimmy Snan, uh, I guess not so much. Um, you know, just given the recent history, uh, you know, when he first came onto the team, you got to kind of take things into perspective, you know, where the team was at. Uh, you know, we were kind of down bad. We seen a lot of bad quarterback play, you know, uh, time and time again. We passed up on quarterbacks. And to me, like, the whole quarterback situation is like the coach situation. Like, people wanted to fire Kyle Shanahan at the beginning of the year. And, like, I'm like, what are we going to do if we fire him? Like, who are we going to get? Like, we've seen bad um, – this team with bad coaches before. And, you know, three coaches in three years and stuff. Like, man, I see the QB position the same exact way. You know, I didn't – I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, okay, you know, everybody wants Jimmy Gunn, like, after the Super Bowl and stuff. You know, there was Brady rumors and Rogers rumors and blah, blah, blah. But we knew that wasn't going to happen. You know, and it's like, what else are we going to do, you know? And ever since then, you know, he's been, like, proving people wrong. But then you go to the Super Bowl, he does the overthrow, you know, the playoff run, eight passes in the uh, divisional game. And then all the narratives start coming out about Jimmy G choking and he can't do this, he can't do that. And, I mean, you know, people want him gone. But the truth of the fact is, you know, he's a winner. You look at his winning record, he wins games. You know, he, he can put up some decent stats. He's not going to wow you with, you know, some crazy arm throws and angles and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, he does have that quick release. He can throw off his back foot. You know, he can get the ball out uh, fairly quickly in some tight windows and, you know, some pressing stuff that, you know, we used to see a lot of quarterbacks try things, things like that. And, I mean, it, it just looked bad and horrible. And I think the, the one time that I did start kind of um, falling back on, on being a Jimmy stand was, uh, was the injuries and uh, – Kind of last last year when he, I mean, I, I was already on the boat, Jimmy boat. I'm like, this is his year. He's going to prove everybody wrong, you know, and then he gets hurt. And then the whole year, you know, we're waiting for him to come back. And then at the end of the year, he doesn't come back. And then Martellus Bennett comes out and says that stuff about him. And I'm like, man, I don't know, you know, and you can what tell Martellus the team. What did Martellus Bennett you know, say? Because maybe everybody didn't hear what Martellus said. What did he, what did he say? 
Uh, he basically said Jimmy G took a business decision uh, for New England when he was uh, on the trade block. He knew he was about to get traded, and he chose to set out a game uh, the day of the game to uh, sort yeah. of his agent told him, you know, if you sit out the right. game, your trade value might look a little better than if he played with this injury. And to me, that's basically what it looked like last year. And kind of, I mean, I felt like we were about to see the same exact thing again this year, man. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. That's that's the only thing, my thing on Jimmy, you know. But, I mean, yeah. I think that's the reason why we see him on the field still and, and Lance isn't on the field is because he's trying to prove people wrong. You know, he wants to get that narrative. He wants to get the monkey off his back, you know. He wants people to think like, hey, you know what, I, I am a baller. You know, I do want to play. And I think that, you know, that's a testament to, you know, the football player that Jimmy Garoppolo is. And we'll see really next year if he does get traded, depending what team he goes to, what kind of competitor he is. Because, you know, I mean, if he takes the money and goes to whatever team, mediocre team, bridge quarterback for like, you know, the Giants or, you know, Houston or whatever, you know, then I don't think that's really a competitor in him. But if he wants to go to a competing team like the Vikings, you know, uh, Miami, you know, all these teams, um, you know, Pittsburgh, right, they've quick. got talent. That's just... I want to ask you a question and then I'm, I'm going to get yeah. you off. All right. But I want to ask yeah. you a question. Are the would the Vikings be better to swap out Jimmy Garoppolo for Kirk Cousins? I mean, for, to swap out Kirk Cousins for Jimmy? Uh, I mean, I don't know if the Vikings is a very good example, but I mean, I'm just kind of thinking of, uh, you know, real quick teams, teams that I know might be in the market next year. But I mean, that's just a team that I could see, you know, they. Uh oh, did we lost you? My bad, Jose. We lost you. Yeah, a lot of good takes. Uh, I'm gonna get to the last caller right here before I get to the special guest. But hey, good job, 1K Jose. You actually, you really did. I, th I thought you had a very logical way of kind of looking at it, you know, from that perspective. I thought that was really good. Um, I see the people in the chat. They're like, Croc, you're trying to bait him. I wasn't trying to bait him. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't fall for the bait, y'all. <laughs> he didn't fall for the bait. Terrence, what's good, man? Good morning, bro. What's up, Crocky? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Blessed. Good, man. Good. I just wanted to uh, come on, man. I usually listen to you every morning. I don't. I don't really come on, but this topic I had to this morning, man. I had yeah. to. I, I I enjoy listening to you, brother. But I'm I'm gonna try to break for you. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times, man. What you have here, you got a lot of casual fans, a lot of casual 49er fans that uh, feel strongly one way or the other about uh our, our our starting qb right and a lot of times man you know a fan is is you know short for a fanatic you know and uh you know and i understand about being a fan of a of a team and um and a lot of times a lot of times people just look at it like that i'm a fan of the 49ers i'm a fan i'm a fan right but they don't they don't break down the football of things you know as you well know you're a player man you know you you, you know you you look at it a little differently you break down the football aspect of things. And as, as I do as well, I, I used to play as well. So when I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't see a bum quarterback. He's not, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Um, I look at him as a serviceable quarterback. He's not, he's not, he's not a, I don't look at him as a, a, a five-star quarterback because he, he is not that, you know, can, can he win games? Yes. Does he win games? Yes. But, when, when the going gets tough, Crocky, you know, a lot of times, man, you know, uh, in, in certain games, the going's going to get tough. You're going to have another quarterback on the other side of that field that is a five-star quarterback, such as Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Now, if you if you get into a one-on-one -on -one with those guys, our quarterback is just not going to – he's not up to snuff. He's just not on that level. So 
Cal Shanahan, he, he understands what Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations are. He understands what he can do. He understands what he can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jimmy can't throw it out. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, I've seen enough evidence that it's not this, it's this not guy, his strength right like he could throw yeah, it but yeah. that's not a, it's not a strength of his yeah right right it's not you know because you, you you can't just be sailing balls over guys heads that's wide open this is the national football league there's, there's kids I'm, I'm i'm from the dmv area i played my football up there but um i live here in the houston texas area I mean, we got kids down here if you know about this area it's a hotbed for yeah. for, for quarterback we got kids down here that can hit that pass man you know what i mean but with, with like like it's nothing and they're not in the NFL. They're in high school. You know what I'm saying? So that's my point. So, you know, as far as far as 49ers fans, do you want do you want a five-star quarterback potential to have a five-star quarterback? Or do you just want serviceable? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Are you okay with just serviceable and barely scraping by winning ball games? You know, because we have an elite defense. We have a, a and 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 our teams, our strengths of, of the, our teams are the defensive line and the offensive line, in my opinion, because that's that's where the game is won and lost, right there. If if you if you if you know what you're looking at every Sunday, yeah. that's where that's where we win and lose, right there. So I mean, you know, you know, I'm not gonna knock Jimmy. You know, I like Jimmy, uh, but um, you know, we we just we we just we just want better. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yes, sir. I hear you. I hear you. Made a lot of good points. I appreciate you coming on. All right, brother. Have a good one. That was good stuff. Shout out to my guy Terrence from H Town. Oh, he's from the DMV out there. H. I got a lot of family out there in DMV area. But I appreciate you coming on, man. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, here we go. Now I got my special guest coming on. All right, he's been very patient. Uh, if you haven't already, we got over what almost four hundred people in here right now. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you like this show. Today it took a turn, right? I mean, we came on here and I started talking about things. Uh, the Packers, and I'm giving you DVOA numbers and their offense against 49ers defense and run games and all that. And somehow we got on the topic of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was like, I know, I hear you. I saw Chrissy, uh, our, our friend Chis- Chrissy in the chat. She's like, I'm tired of the Jimmy Garoppolo talk. And it's like, man, I get it. But somehow we got on it. And, I'm, and I just wanted to give everybody a chance to kind of, and I really wanted to go more towards the people that like, like love, love, love Jimmy and get that perspective on it, you know, just so, you know, the other side can kind of hear it, right? We want to be a little neutral, all right? But anyways, here we go. With no further ado, if you like this show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and also listen to my guy, Jack Hammer, and what he does writing for SI49ers. Jack Hammer, good morning, man. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing good. So, I, I think you kind of heard me kind of... I lost you. Can you hear me now? Yep. Let me make sure. That, I don't know. My audio has been kind of okay. Yeah, I'm back on my mic. Um. So what I wanted to do was, I wanted to ask you, and I'm gonna from two different perspectives. One, just oh.
should be back. You got me? I don't my my laptop updated last night, and then ever since then, it's been like uh it like randomly does something with the USB not being connected and stuff. I don't know. It's been really weird. That so hopefully again, we'll get out of here. I don't know. Maybe I need to buy a third, a third uh cord. I just bought a new cord and it was like, Oh, I'm good, it's working, and then now all of a sudden I'm having these issues. But um Somebody said, where's Radio Shack when you need it? And we ain't got no Radio Shack <laughs> in Arkansas. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my guy, JM617, uh, said, it's Jimmy's fault Crocs mic isn't working. <laughs> All right, but I want to get your perspective just on, on two things. One, the divide between Jimmy Garoppolo and how people feel about him. And then I'll follow up with just kind of what you're expecting to see from him uh, heading into this new week. But wh why such divide over Jimmy Garoppolo, someone who has won so many games playing for the 49ers? I think it really comes down to the fact that the guy gets paid $27 million. I think if he was still on his, his initial deal, um, like, like say Trey Lance or, you know, when he was with new England, uh, his, his play would be okay. And people would be happy with it because the 49ers win at a high rate when he's on the field. Um, he puts up good numbers. I know that he, he, a lot of that comes to because of, of the yards after catch and things like that, but somebody has got to get the ball to him in position to run with it. Right. It's not all the receivers, a big part of it is, but not all of it. Um, I just think it really comes down to the amount of money that he's getting paid. And beyond that, I, I don't really understand the um, the over-the-top negativity towards Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's where I am. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm, I'm not up here with him. I'm not down here with him. I'm in the middle. And even that guy in the middle, it, I just kind of like to push back on those people that are just ripping him constantly. Right. So, you know, when you watch him have performances like he has really over the last two games over the last two weeks where, and we'll even take it back to maybe even the Tennessee game, right? You see him in the Tennessee and it's kind of a tale of, I don't even want to say two halves, but you, you see like two different versions of Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you go to the Rams game. And again, you kind of see two different versions of Jimmy G. Then Cowboys game, again, two different versions of Jimmy G. Are we looking at two different versions of him or are we looking at one version and that's just who he is? I think we're just looking at, at, at one version of him and that's pretty much who he is. You know, the, the, I don't think he was as bad in the first half against the Rams as, as people want to say that he was. I thought that there was a lot of other things that went into play around him in that, that, that caused some of the issues in the first half against the Rams. One being the, the 49ers didn't really have the ball all that much in that first half. They only ran, I think, 16 plays before the, the two-minute drive at the end, um, before they got the field goal. And then, um, yeah, the Tennessee game was was just bad. I mean, he had a great opening drive and then the interception in the end zone and and the, the throw to Hughes check, the wheels just kind of fell off on a couple of plays there, you know, and, and then he comes back at the end. So he's up and down. He's my, uh, if I was, I always, I've, I've written this a couple of times this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is a roller coaster over at Great America, right? You get on that thing and you, you strap in and you, and you go for a ride. You're up and down, twists and turns, corkscrews and everything else. And, and you're just hoping you, you arrive at the end safely. And uh, the, the deal with it is that, you know, uh, while he gives everybody heart attack with how close the games turn out, he's usually part of the reason why they win just like he is a part of the reason why they lose all right we got uh jack hammer right now with us are, are you going to the game i know you cover the 49ers uh you are on the beat now right if i'm not mistaken i am i am but i don't i am not able to travel because i've, I've got to pay out of my own pocket and i'm not yeah don't have tough. the don't, don't have it yet don't yeah have it yet. so real quick uh so jack hammer do you agree that jimmy is the arsonist and the firefighter and i think firefighters are heroes and when I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I think a lot of times in games he plays hero, right? Um, you know, several times there's 
and I get pushback on this, but there aren't many quarterbacks I would like to have the ball in their hand down four points with two minutes to go, right? Like, I feel like when he has the ball in his hands at that time, I feel like he's going to put the 49ers in position to either tie the game up or win or whatever the case is. Uh, so I think that would be him being the firefighter. But do you think he's also the arsonist, the guy that kind of starts to fire him? Some of his play within games makes games end up being closer than what they have to be, like the Dallas Cowboy game. I think you could say that about almost every quarterback in the in the league okay. in, in a lot of ways. There's 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 games that ha- that happens a lot with everybody. And I think with I don't like the analogy myself. I mean, last week if you look at the game against Dallas, it's the opposite, right? He he was he played a big portion of the 49ers being up to where they were able to to sustain and get through the mistake. So last week was he the firefighter in the first half and then the arsonist in the second half. And then he came back with his little hose to, 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 to squirt it down at the end. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah. you know, I, I think he, he definitely, he definitely likes to keep things close. <laughs> it would be nice to see him go, go out and blow out a team and, and not have to have to make it so close. That's for sure. I, you know, he's a, he's a flawed quarterback who ex- executes very well in, in the system that he's in. Uh, and he, he did it in New England when he was up there the first couple starts of his career, too. When you look at, you know, how he plays and how Kyle has constructed the offense against, you know, for him, right? And I think that definitely helps kind of contribute to uh, the win-loss record, right? Uh, Kyle understands who Jimmy is and who he is and what his strengths are. And he has constructed the offense around him to where he's able to get Jimmy to play at, a you know, a pretty good level. Right. And I say people tell people all the time, you know, Jimmy might be a, you know, 15 to 18 quarterback, you know, ranking wise in the NFL. But with Kyle Shanahan's offense and how he's constructed things and, you know, kind of helps with efficiency or whatever the case is. I think he plays at more of a like a around, you know, top nine, 10 type level uh, throughout some games or at least has stretches of being able to do that. Do you think that's accurate or you're like, nah, he is what he is. He is a 17th or 18th quarterback. And everybody that is ahead of them would just be far and better in any type of offense. No, I think that's a, that's a fair statement. What you said there, he's there, the way that he operates within Kyle Shanahan's system and the way that they work together, they have a, they have the number one passing offense in the league for a reason. When you go to net yards per pass attempt, the 49ers are number one. And that's so, and that's partly due to the fact that they understand each other. And, and there's a reason why, why Kyle Shanahan kept throwing him out there this year, because he knows how to work with them and, you know, Garoppolo is able to stick the balls in some tight windows on receivers that that people, other you know, other quarterbacks might not. And that's, I think that's why when you look at Garoppolo, and I know there's a, a big complaint with him where he doesn't throw the ball downfield a lot, but he still has a high rate of interceptions. Some of that is because he he's trying to stick the ball into windows that he shouldn't be trying to stick it into, and he should be checking down instead to running backs instead of hitting receivers at that second level crosser. You know, about ten to fifteen yards, but. He, he's a he's a he's a really good quarterback for what they ask him to do, and um, I, I don't know where I'd put him in terms of, of of a ranking or anything like that. But I think you're right. I think a top eight or nine when they're when they're dealing is uh, an accurate number. Right, and there there have been a lot of people like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's the worst quarterback in the playoffs or or whatever. And I always tell people like, you have to kind of throw that out the window because with the weapons that he has and the offensive coordinator that he has, he can be the seventh best quarterback in the NFC heading to plus six because better than Jalen Hurts for sure. But Kyle and, and Jimmy, like when Kyle plays to Jimmy's strengths, he gets him to play at what I believe is one of the higher levels in the NFC. 
when you look at this game going into Green Bay, and we know what the elements are going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo has come out and said, like, dude, I, I played in this my whole life growing up in the Chicago area, going to Eastern Illinois, playing in cold weather isn't anything new to him or gusty winds. Uh, but, you know, we know that he's not 100% healthy. He's dealing with a thumb injury. Now we're, they're, they're talking about a shoulder sprain. Do you think some of those things might be might have to kind of limit the way Kyle Shanahan calls plays for him? I, I don't think they're going to limit things. I think they're going to go out and do what they do, which is they're going to run the ball and then they're going to play action off of it. And they're going to ask him to to hit those intermediate throws that, that they typically do. And, you know, maybe even a couple of throws down the field, not, not deep throws down the field. They don't usually do that with them, but you know, like the leak routes and those kind of things, that's, that's a deep rats, a deep throw for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? About 30 yards down the field. And yeah. uh, I would expect them to come out and just play 49er football. If, they're, they're going to run the ball, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw off a play action, and he's going to get the ball to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and, and George Kittle. And, and they're going to, I think they'll move the ball at a pretty decent clip on Sunday. Well, that's going to be exciting, man. Well, Jack Hammer, I appreciate you coming on. Let everybody know where they can find you and all of your work that you're doing. Yeah, well, I'm over at 49ers.pressdemocrat.com, the Inside the Foreigners blog there. That's where I write. And then uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, I believe it's Jack Hammer 49. I can't, I always forget what that is. But uh, I have a YouTube. I'm on, I'm on YouTube and uh, on Twitter at Jackhammer underscore NFL. So you can find go me there. Go to his and, Twitter. Go to his Twitter, Jackhammer at Jackhammer NFL. Yeah, Jackhammer underscore NFL. All right, go yeah. go to that, and I'm pretty sure they could probably find a lot of your work that you're doing on your timeline. Yeah, it's all there, and my the link to the YouTube channel is there as well. All right, man, man, Jack, I appreciate you coming on last minute. No problem. I saw my name. I saw you, you say something about it with it, with the, the little graphic I tweeted out uh, last night. And I've never yeah. had a chance to talk to you. And so when you said that, I'm like, I'm going to jump on here real quick and talk to Eric because I like I like hearing you talk. You break down stuff real good from, you know, you, you know, old ball player yourself. And uh, yeah, it's funny real quick. You know, I know you played for the Sabercats. Real funny story on the Sabercats. When they first started the first year of the Sabercats, they did a, a tryout for like anybody that wanted to show up could show up yeah and and so me and my buddy i just i just got done uh, playing junior college and sat around and we're like hey let's go we went up and tried out for the <laughs> it was it was it was fun trying to throw the ball on a 50 yard field like that that was it was a it was a funny it was a fun day different huh i mean the the, the angles on and everything on it changed it was a transition for me going from in the outdoor you know game in college and then my pr first professional experience was playing in the arena league and I had to change everything that I do. And then all of a sudden I signed with the New York Jets. And now all of a sudden I have to learn how to play back outdoors and understand like, hey, I'm getting too much depth in my back pedal and I got to slow it down. And it was that transition. Now all of a sudden I'm released from the Jets. Now I'm back in the arena league and now everything is thrown off. So um, luckily <laughs> for me, I had a good arena league career and you know I won my my championship with the uh, San Jose Sabercats right there. I keep that ring near me. So yep. um, yeah, I appreciate everything the Sabercats did for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I was a big Sabercats fan back when they were around. So, Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, stuff. sir. Thanks well, for having right, me man, on, I appreciate Eric. you coming on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. You too. Shout out to Jack Hammer coming on last minute. That wasn't something that was planned. Um, I saw that I was tagged on Twitter. Someone said, hey, Croc's doing his morning show right now. Uh, Jack Hammer was in there. And I'm like, man, I want to get that perspective because I know, you know he does a lot of good things when it comes to breaking down the film, talking about quarterbacks. And I know he goes on there uh, with Grant Cohn. I've heard him talk on there several times. And I think it just gives a really good perspective on, you know, really just the, the game of football, the quarterback position, and how he sees everything. So shout out to everybody that's been in the chat so far today. Again, if you like this show, you're new to it, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. We're here five days a week. 
6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We come on here live, baby. We come on here live. Tomorrow, I'm going to have a Packer person come on here. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of everything that's going on with the Green Bay Packers, where they are, you know, how do they match up with the 49ers. I think it's a good matchup for the 49ers, but we're going to hear what they have to say. But I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all know what it is. Until next time, man, we are out. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Walker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown. The Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace.